It's going to be at least a matter of several weeks. I mean, it's unpredictable, but if you look at historically how these things work, it'll likely be anywhere from a few weeks to up to eight weeks or more. At least a couple months of this, probably. Uh, likely, yeah. 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 Uh, we'd like to welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show Dr. Dean Blumberg, the Chief of Pediatric Diseases at the University of California, Davis, UC Davis Children's Hospital. Dr. Blumberg, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? Excellent. We're, we're uh, grateful that you took a little time to come on today. We have all sorts of questions, but as long as you're the Chief of Pediatric Diseases, uh, do you have any idea, do epidemiologists have any idea why children, thank God, seem to not be as affected as uh, adults by the coronavirus? Well, we're not 100% sure, but we're familiar with other infections that behave similarly, like hepatitis A or West Nile virus or even mononucleosis. Children seem to be affected very mildly or are often asymptomatic with those infections, and it's really older individuals who are hit much harder. Yeah, as a, a parent of a couple of young kids, that does lower the crisis level on this thing for me. Right, absolutely. Well, you know, we're also worried about so many things, but it is one less thing to worry about. Sure. Well, listen, I took just enough microbio to be dangerous, but is it something to do with their immune systems or, or their lung function or, or what? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I think it's it's probably both of those. It's probably that their lungs are healthy and their immune systems, either their immune systems are stronger and they're able to fight this off better, or it's also possible that they haven't had um, much um, experience with similar viruses, so their immune systems haven't been primed um, yet, and so they fight off the um, virus differently. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, and, and I'm hoping science leaps ahead uh, as they figure these things out. If uh, it's like my kids, it's because they've got so many other colds and flus currently there's not room for another one (laughs) there you go (laughs) yeah yeah so uh let's talk about uh, vaccines briefly uh i think we've all heard that it will take at least a year to get a vaccine going why uh, does it take that long Well, we don't have any coronavirus vaccines. It's different with influenza. So in 2009, when we had H1N1, we know how to make influenza vaccines, and we could just plug that one into the pipeline. We knew we'd have a vaccine within three to six months. But we don't have a a pipeline for coronavirus vaccines, um, and so we really have to start from scratch. Is there a particular number that makes sense for these gatherings? Because there are states, counties, cities, whatever has said no people, no no gatherings over a thousand. Some people say no gatherings over five hundred. Some people say no gatherings over two fifty. Does that make sense to you? Because it seems like to me, if you got forty people in a room close together, that's a problem also. Absolutely, yeah. These numbers are arbitrary. Um, you know, the that's kind of what I assumed. Yeah, yeah, but obviously, you know, it just depends on your threshold, and so it depends how worried public officials are and the penetration of the um, virus in the community. So, for example, we know that that California, Washington, and New York are real hot spots right now um, from the testing. Although we don't know other places that are affected in the U.S. because there really hasn't been that much testing. Do we know why the normal flu tends to go away every spring? It has to do with temperature and humidity, and it also has to do with social um, interaction. So that as people get outside more, they're less crowded inside. And so we're hoping that coronavirus just naturally dies down as right. the weather warms up. 
but we don't know if that's going to happen. And I'll go back again to influenza H1N1 in 2009. Remember, that one started in the spring, and in the summer, we, it really ramped up, and we had increased transmission. So we're not 100% sure that coronavirus is going to go away in the summer. And that's not helping. I was rooting for that. And that killed how many yeah. people? The number I saw the number earlier today, it was a ton of people, and it didn't get near the attention this is. No, it didn't, but, um, you know, I think that's because we felt we had more control over it because we did expect a vaccine, and we, and we have antivirals available for influenza, and we mm. don't have anything available for this right now. Dr. Dean Blumberg is the chief of pediatric diseases at the UC Davis Children's Hospital, also head of infection control at Shriners Hospital for Children in Northern California. And, and by the way, just as an aside, if you don't support the Shriners Hospitals, I'm talking to the audience here, they do miraculous work. It's really a wonderful organization. But um, you mentioned that it's possible that the sunlight and humidity will help kill off the virus. That study that got so much attention that the virus can live for three days on stainless steel and the rest of it, I've heard medical authorities saying, look, that's in a lab condition. In the real world, it probably won't last nearly that long. What's your take on that? You know, the vast majority of transmission occurs via the respiratory route, so coughing and sneezing and mm. being close to somebody who's symptomatic. Yes, the virus can survive on surfaces, but we don't even know at what concentration on the surface that it's going to be infectious. So that plays a very small role. That's, that's really interesting because there's so much focus on uh, wiping down door handles and all that sort of stuff, but you're saying... The most likely way I'm going to get it is being in a room where somebody coughs and I breathe it in. Yeah, within six feet of somebody, because those respiratory droplets are pretty big, and so gravity takes over, and then they they end up falling to the ground. I'm happy to stay six feet away from everyone. (laughs) These are high times for misanthropes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, those pictures that you see of um, people like in in those biohazard suits that are spraying spraying down outdoor areas, I think that's meant to inspire confidence than than actually do anything. Interesting. And if that Hmm. works, economically speaking, it's probably worth the effort. But uh, So just as an aside, uh, Doctor, does it make you insane taking in uh, medical news in the mainstream media? (laughs) Well, you know, I I, I get a lot of news in the mainstream media from medical things because a lot of things are slow to come out in the medical um, in the medical literature. But still, the half-wits on yeah, cable news. Let's be honest with each other. i, I got to think 90% of the stuff you see on TV, for instance, you think that's not right. That's not close to right. That's half right. Well, I don't know. 90% seems like a bit much, but yeah. I'm I mean, in talk radio. We exaggerate everything. <laughs> yeah, speaking of it. Uh, Dr. Dean Blumberg is the chief of pediatric diseases at UC Davis Children's Hospital. My final question is, is there something as an expert, like, is there a line that would get crossed where you'd think, uh-oh, this is even bigger than we thought. Is there something like that, or has it already happened? I think it's already happened, and the balance is that we're all susceptible to this virus because nobody's ever had this before. Nobody's ever been exposed to it before, so we could all get it, and that's the scary part. And on the other hand, the vast majority of people who get it are, are going to have mild disease. So, you know, the, the panic is somewhere in between those two. But the point is, and this probably bears repeating for people like ourselves who tend to be a little more skeptical, a little more cynical, not easily frightened. The point is we need to keep the total number of cases low enough that the severe cases don't overwhelm our, our ICU units and our, our supply of ventilators, correct? 
Yeah, absolutely. So you, you might have heard of the flattening of the curve. And right. the idea is that we don't want everybody to get sick all at once. We know cases are going to increase in the coming weeks. But if they increase really rapidly, then this could overwhelm the um, health care system. And remember, health care workers are part of the community, too, and they could get um, affected. And if they're affected, then there's even less health care workers to take care of sick people. Wow, well said. Dr. Dean Blumberg, uh, we appreciate your time very much. Excellent job. I hope we can stay in touch. That'd be great. Thank you. Thanks. Well done. So the numbers out of South Korea, and it's really hard to know how accurate. We won't know for years what the real numbers are on this. Right. Um, uh, but it's hard to get accurate numbers because so many people have it that don't get tested. But the numbers out of South Korea were 80% of people have mild to zero symptoms. Mm-hmm. Well, if 80% of people, I mean, you wouldn't go to the doctor with that. No, and you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. Give them a call, but um, don't go. Don't go to the emergency room. But if you got no symptoms, you're not going to do anything. Right. You're just going to keep going to work and go around shedding virus and breathing on people and everything else. Right. It's really interesting, though, the, the, the I'm going to get it from breathing it in, not mm-hmm. from touching a doorknob, almost certainly. The so, whole touching the knob, touching your eyes thing was uh, super hot. I mean, you can get it that way. It's just not nearly as likely. That's and I'm, I'm glad to hear that because we have... You know, there's some security at the Radio Ranch because you people scare us. And um, there are lots of doors to go in and out of everywhere. And every time I reach for a handle, I think, yuck, I don't want to. Can somebody, maybe well, somebody have, will come along and open this. Here in the building, building, we have footmen that open doors for us and get us our drinks and stuff like that. But as soon right. as I'm outside the building, I'm, I'm like a regular person. I have to touch doors. And... That is so disgusting. <laughs> it's a sick enough. I pity you people. I hope you found that informative. I thought the doctor yeah. was terrific. I was a little worried it wouldn't be, but it was. Trying to uh, trying to bring you the straight scoop and not sensationalism and, and just inaccurate crap. He chuckled a couple of times, so he found us mildly amusing. I like that. <laughs> at, at most. <laughs> like uh, most people's symptoms of the coronavirus, his, uh, his amusement was mild. Excuse me, doctor. Did you find the show very amusing, somewhat amusing, mildly amusing, not amusing at all? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clips of the week next. Yes. Thank you for that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This song's about drugs. I won't have it. Turn it up. Turn it up. Didn't know you were such a Black Crows guy there, uh, Michael. But they are the brothers who hate each other. Do they not hate each other anymore, or are they just overlooking it to make money? You know? Oh, I, I've heard things have mellowed. Because, like, Glenn Fry and... Don Henley? Don Henley of the Eagles. I think they still hated each other. They just decided, look, we can make five gazillion dollars. Is that right? So how about we have separate trailers? We never see each other except for when we're 20 feet from each other on stage, and we already know the songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that could be. Although there are a lot of stories that, that circulate about that sort of thing. Um, and um, and it's not nearly. The conflict is much more exciting than harmony. Sure. And for instance, I just heard and listen. Uh, there's there's no band that needs to be less talked about than the Beatles at this point. Oh. But Peter Jackson, mm, I can think of some. Oh, really? Give me one. 
bands that should be talked about less than the yeah, Beatles? Yeah, or on well, the no, list. No, that the they're, they've the Beatles have been over discussed enough I, already. But it's I kind of want to hear just a quick list of bands that I shouldn't hear any more about. ABBA. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. You just like your disinterest of them. Oh, yeah. I see yeah, what you mean. Yeah. Okay, got mm. you there. Yeah, it's not a question of merit. It's just yeah. a sheer volume of of anyway. Peter Jackson. Of uh, the Hobbit fame and uh, and and what was the war movie? The World War One uh, documentary that was so incredible. Uh, they will be young. They will not grow old. They will they not, will grow, not old. grow old. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, he has uh, been gifted with many, many, many hours of the rec- of film of the recording of the Let It Be album of the Beatles actually writing the songs and developing them in the studio. Which, you know, whether you're a Beatles fan, me as a songwriter, I just can't wait. But the one striking thing everybody says about it is they got along great. They were the best of friends. They had disputes and things got ugly and legal and the rest of it. But mostly they loved creating together. And there's there are a lot of things like that. I would think there'd also be a uh, looking back on it and thinking I was 21 years old or 19 or whatever. Right. I'm 50 now. Yeah. I was an idiot. Like all 19-year-olds. Right, I was a hot-headed idiot, and that <laughs> stuff didn't matter that we were yelling at each other about. Um, although, if if I'm in a studio trying to write and I got Yoko Ono piping up, I'm pissed. <laughs> anyway, moving along. So that's exciting. That's coming out, I think, in the fall or something like that. Uh, why'd that come up? Ah, because we were talking about the Black Crows. We're well, getting back together, and I would actually pay to go see that. Uh, which I might. Oh, oh, yeah. I'd love to see that tour. Uh, actually, the uh, Robinson Brothers are doing an acoustic tour. But oh, okay. That's enough. Uh, gotcha. Just the two of them, and it sounds fantastic, but that's enough music talk. Uh, instead, uh, not black crows, but cows. It's time for <laughs> a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. California has officially declared a state of emergency about the coronavirus. It was announced Friday that South by Southwest has been canceled because of the coronavirus. Meanwhile, coronavirus is set to headline Coachella. Wednesday, right? I think so. Hump day. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Hopefully we'll have a dry hump day. It's not real. Oh. Let's shut this puppy down. Is the worst yet to come, Dr. Fauci? Yes, it is. I went out today to go grocery shopping, but I didn't make it very far because the front door of my apartment is padlocked shut. The NBA has just announced that the season is going to be suspended uh, for... Whenever. Like, they don't know. First reaction and thought when you learn that the season's been suspended. This is crazy. This can't be true. I mean, it's not within the realm of possibilities. It's just to seem more like out of a movie than reality. Now Tom Hanks has just tweeted just moments ago, quoting here, he says, Hello folks, Rita and I are down here in Australia. We felt a bit tired. We were tested for coronavirus and were found to be positive. They can't be bought. Bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So it doesn't sound like you're selling airline stocks today. <laughs> I won't be selling airline stocks. <laughs> that, that, is, that, that, that question was for the stupidest of people. Surely you don't have enough money to invest. If that sounded like a good idea to you, well, well they're down, so I guess I'll get rid of them. That's not very charitable, Jack. 
That's not charitable at all. And completely accurate. But, right, well, yeah. People do get scared. Well, here's the one thing that people do that's Well, airlines just, are going to go away. There'll just be no more flying. Right. And, uh, people start walking. <laughs> yes, or buying horses. <laughs> now, there, there are two kinds of selling when it's down. There's panicking and, and making your losses permanent when something like an airline stock is going to turn around. You just have to be patient for a while. And then there's the it ain't coming back sale right, when like, it's down. Like my brother wrote Enron to the bottom on some bad right. advice. Michael still holding on to Circuit City stock. Right? You're, I think <laughs> you're a majority stockholder at this point. People yeah. need batteries. Right. <laughs> Right. Oh, Since Radio Shack closed, where are you going to buy a radio, huh? So, <laughs> so uh, Trump just tweeted out, I'll be having a news conference 3 Eastern. So 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific news conference. That means he's taking questions. And he said the topic, coronavirus, exclamation point. The guy loves his exclamation points. <laughs> I'd say. Joe uses exclamation points, I think, wisely, but I can't bring Thank my... You. I can't bring myself to do it. I just will not. Given your hatred of them, that's high praise. I just so will you. not. Oh, I love him. He discovered that particularly among women, you have to. It's the way they talk. Uh, I I usually, when I speak of that, put it more diplomatically than that. But when you, this is my great secret of business communication. When you communicate with women, use exclamation points and and use emojis. I can't do it. So I'm not so much with dudes. and I know it makes me come off as, as, as like sarcastic or whatever, but I'm, I'm texting with some of the moms for my son's birthday weekend. And, uh, like, you know, we'll be there at the right time. And I text back, great. I'm not putting an exclamation on point uh, on that. I I'm picture, just not. I picture you don't even adjust capital. It's just all lowercase monotone, no punctuation. Although, it's like a ransom note, exactly. Yeah. Most women are afraid of Jack. Yeah, I'll just say great. And I know it comes off as great. But I'm not using an exclamation Use point. Use it. I'm not saying, oh, great. No, I just, I, no. Waving my hands in the air. No, you can keep your hands at your side. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty Show. Individual on this flight got a text that he tested positive for the coronavirus. He has not been coughing or sneezing or anything on the plane. At this point, you're free to walk around and move around because most likely you're not going to have anything because there was no activity. Please do not throw this passenger off of the plane. (laughs) And I'm perfectly comfortable taking that advice from somebody who serves Coca-Colas for a living. (laughs) Oh, hey, 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 now. Come on. The airlines employ all sorts of experts. Hanson has a response to that. No, the doctor said if you're getting on a plane, just uh, two rows, two seats. That's the buffer you need to have between you and someone who's coughing and sneezing the coronavirus out amongst the But the idea of the stewardess saying... They weren't coughing, so you're okay. I'm not taking your word for it. <laughs> and could you freshen up this beer? Can I have the whole can? No. <laughs> not unless you test positive. So, Oklahoma, uh, Ohio, rather. Let's let's not get our O states mixed up. <laughs> Certainly not. I, get your word straight, Jack. Yeah, get your word straight, Jack. So, first of all, you got on one end of the country, Broadway shut down in New York. On the other end of the country, Disneyland is shut down. So... Everything's going to be shut down before you know it. 
friend of mine who's the uh, school board president at a major uh, suburban uh, school district in the Midwest is uh, they've elected to shut down the school. There aren't any confirmed cases in the county, but it's just the flattening the curve thing. It just it seems to be the thing to do. Do you think he's a a serious guy and a very smart guy? How many states have shut down the whole school system? Maryland did. Are there multiple? (sighs) I think there was one more, but I don't recall specifically. Uh, I, I think we will hear. Uh, over the next, you know, 48, 72 hours, lots and lots and lots of places that shut down schools. There's just so little disadvantage to it. Um, with, with learning, all due respect, learning, schmerning, please just look it up on the internet. My son um, will be thrilled. Other than the obvious inconvenience to a lot of families that plan on their kids being at school during the day. Um, do you but want it's to- a national crisis, man. They canceled the damn masters. <laughs> the New York Times worst case scenario, according to oh, epidemi- postponed it. Sorry. epidemiologists with the worst case scenario. Is there any point in looking at the worst case scenario? Is, it, is there an advantage to that? If, worst if case you're scenarios, in charge of the response, yes. Worst case scenario for me is I have a heart attack today, but it's pretty unlikely and I'm not preparing for it. Right. Right. Well, right. I would say um, you've all. I don't know your insurance policy stuff, but I think okay, you, so, you've yeah, already prepared point. for yeah. it. I see your point. I have kind of prepared for yeah. it. So, um, Worst case scenario, 214 million people in the United States get affected. That'd be roughly two-thirds. And 200,000 to 1.7 million people die. That's their worst case scenario. Hashtag flatten was, the curve, man. What was the high end of that? 1.7 million. Great Scott. Which would be... A little more than double what the Spanish flu killed. Um, well, I never get to this. This is pretty good. The pandemics kill compassion, too, from David Brooks. He went through the history of pandemics throughout, I mean, going back many, many, many years. People pull together during fires, floods, snowstorms, hurricanes, all that sort of stuff. They do not pull together during pandemics. We turn on each other. Exactly. And there are stories of it throughout history of people turning on their own children. Oh, Just to, to let them die off in the woods rather than get it yourself. Wow. Wow. People get ugly during pandemics. Well, the threat is coming from other people. The threat from a fire isn't that people on fire are going to jump onto me. I mean, you know what I'm saying? People don't throw tornadoes at each other. They don't. We have they defense do in the stories together. I write. We, How we about sharknadoes. <laughs> we, I, I don't think you're taking this seriously. <laughs> we defend each other. We don't, and in a pandemic, we infect each other. Yeah. So it's only natural and appropriate to turn on each other. So don't I'm just try- you know try to keep it sane. I'm trying human. to find it. Don't exile your kids to the woods. Um, yeah, okay. th- there are killer clowns there. Breaking, <laughs> breaking news: San Diego Unified will close all schools next week. So there's one of your bigger school districts that I've seen closed down, uh, aside yeah. from Maryland as a state. I do think I'll bet LA schools announces within the hour, and then it, that's the biggest school district in the country. I think I believe so. Yeah. Um, and then it then well, I, I think it's going to really build on itself, like you said. There'll be more. Well, they did and they did. How how do we justify not right? Um, the kids can learn next month. So there are 900 cases in the state of California, biggest state in the country. Ohio claims they have a hundred thousand cases. They some scientists must be estimating based on something. They're extrapolating because there haven't been nearly enough tests to to say that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is a failing, as Dr. Fauci put it. Uh, The CDC needs to answer for this. And listen, everybody, we have as a nation this 
really simpleton view of government that it's the president. The president does everything. He's in charge of everything. He's actually in the lab preparing the test kits. You know, that's no, last job. weekend. He was in a warehouse counting the kits to right, test exactly. for coronavirus. Exactly. Um, I, Bullshit. I, I would like to. Yes, sir. I, I would like to know what happened at the CDC. How are we so bad at this? We're the United States of America, and uh, most of the CDC, the vast majority of it, like any government agency, is permanent uh, career people. It's not elected officials with, who come and go every couple of years. With massive budgets. Right. So what happened there? Let's. It's like the VA thing. I don't give a flying fig who fixes it. Or, you know, well, who's to blame? It would be useful to know. But the point is, it has to be fixed. Republican, Democrat, whatever. Let's come together and make sure our vets are treated the way they deserve. Well, same thing with the CDC. What what went wrong there, people? You got a hell of a budget to not be able to whip up some test kits in a hurry. If South Korea can do it, it's a fine country. I'm not belittling the, the good people of South Korea. But if they can do it, why can't we do it? So Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, is self-isolating. His wife's got it. He might have it. He would be the highest-ranking world leader with it. As it turns out, the president of Brazil does not have it. Or as, does he? As we falsely reported earlier. And uh, I love Canada. I love Canadians. Justin Trudeau isn't high-ranked in anything. The highest-ranking public official in America to test positive is the mayor of Miami so far. But there'll probably be a lot more of those, right? I mean, Is just, Tom Hanks not a public official? <laughs> he's a public treasure. It's different. Check the Constitution, idiot. Other side-related <laughs> issues. Heritage Foundation just tweeted out, and I hope they're right. The changes to daily life in the wake of this outbreak could lead to some long-term restructuring of higher education. I hope. Yes. We needed Amen. something. If this kickstarts the re-looking at the way we do this, that'd be awesome. Also got this on another side issue. Just use the toilet at work and take an extra roll home with you. Everything will be fine. Oh, jeez. Oh, great. So, Steal oh, toilet paper from work is the answer. <laughs> You're gonna have find people squatting over the sink because they're gonna you know not notice that they're out. Oh, for goodness sakes, the whole toilet paper thing. That Can is, we get a grip, America? That's the nuttiest portion of this. The things you actually need: Kleenex, uh, ibuprofen, and Tylenol. And whatever your cold and cough medicine is of choice. Mm -hmm. Toilet paper is not on the list. No, it doesn't give you the get up and goes. It's not. It makes you cough. It's not Chipotle. It's the coronavirus. Oh, oh, no. They have attorneys. Oh, that was unfortunate. Oh, boy. I like to disavow that. I'd like to distance myself from those comments. Yeah. So... We'll try to go out strong. There's a little more uh, breaking coronavirus news. Uh, We need to recap the whole China angle of this, if you're just tuning in. We need to do some serious looking at not only the way universities function, but the extent to which we are dependent on the good graces of the evil Chinese communist regime. That's no way to be. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. mentions the word addiction just to be clear describing a virus from Wuhan as the Wuhan virus is not xenophobia it's accuracy 
And anyone who says otherwise is lying, and probably for a reason. Yeah, well, I'd be on, uh, I'd be on board with that. Yeah, I don't think they're Chinese agents. I think they're just your your woke numbskulls who who anytime anybody said yeah it's racist to call it the Wuhan, they think oh I don't want to be racist, and so that's bad. I'm going to say it's bad. No, it's not bad. It's accurate. And if this thing shines a light on anything. Probably even more important than getting the CDC to straighten out their whole how to make test kits uh, mechanism. It's to remind us of how being dependent in any way on China is an awful, terrible situation to be in. They right now, I almost said literally, I almost use literally to mean figuratively. If I ever do that, seriously, slap me upside the head. Please no close fists. Michael, you want to do that or should I do it? I'll do it. Okay. You guys could take turns. Um, but they have a leash around, a collar around our neck, and will yank that leash Ow! when they need to, and they will absolutely need to. Everybody knows we're heading toward more mm, uh, unease and or conflict with China, not less. The vast majority of our drugs... Uh, especially a lot of over-the-counter stuff, but a lot of prescription stuff, too, is made in China, and they have actually threatened to withhold it if we piss them off. Can you imagine the United States of America suddenly can't get your blood pressure medicine, you can't get your depression medicine, you can't get your angina medicine, you can't get your insulin unless we beg China as they, I don't know, close out the South China Sea or invade Taiwan or whatever. It's a national security nightmare. Join with me, please. We have to have national stockpiles of this stuff. It's actually kind of interesting. One of the reasons we got to this point is the global supply chain is so good. But I heard an economist uh, describe it as uh, just-in-time inventory, uh, which is good because it's it's cheaper if you don't have to stockpile things and inventory them. If you just, you know, the day the the, uh, Apple store needs new iPhones, that's the day they get them. Uh, on a nearly magically efficient basis. But for critical stuff like medicines, we cannot be depending on China. How much time we got left, Michael? Uh, you got about three minutes here. Oh, good. Cause I got a couple... No, we got, we got four minutes. Four. Good, because I got a couple of things. A time machine right there. That was handy. Um, Who knows how much time we have, Jack? Sitting. Hashtag flatten the curve. Sitting is bad for our health. We've heard that a lot, right? That's the new smoking. But uh, this angle of it I hadn't heard. Should we be squatting more instead? Yes, clearly. Our bodies are evolutionary adapted to continual muscular activity, something we don't achieve with chairs. And I had a friend who taught... uh, Sean is squatting. Well, that's not the way you squat, though. That's the way I squat. Well, the way they do it, because I had a friend who uh, worked in, what, what uh, Asian country did he work in? And when he came back, he was in the habit of squatting, and he would do it all the time, like when we're standing around. Hilarious. You know, drinking beer or whatever. And it was, with so his, like with his elbows on his knees? No, and, it's this. I don't know if I can do it. Uh, don't break your knees. Like right. Yep. That's the way. That's how I spent many a lunch hour in high school. But that's, really? That's... Yeah, because we would just sit on the grass or we too many oh, okay. at the table, but yeah. I wouldn't want to get my jeans all grass stained. We're, right, desi- yeah. we're designed to do that. For hours at a time, if we want to, and and like you know, tribes in the jungle—that's what they do. They don't have chairs, and it's better for us in all kinds of different ways. The way we breathe, our our, our muscle being under constant stress, blood flow—that sort of thing. I can't do it. I got a torn meniscus. We're designed to do that, so I wonder if that would catch on. 
I got the meniscus. And I remember the first time we're out, like, it was one of those, uh, he was smoking cigarettes, we're drinking beer or whatever, and he squats down like, dude, what are you doing? He said, oh, I just got in the habit of it, and it's comfortable. It's more comfortable than standing. Yeah. So I believe that. It's like I wish I could. How do you describe it on the radio? You're just kind of your your butt's not touching the ground. You're not. Well, you're, you're sitting like on a, your calves almost. You're like a catcher giving the yeah. signals. Yeah. You're squatting all the way down with your arse almost on the ground. Yeah, it's better for you. So, get. I wonder if we should catch on to that. Get in the habit of it. Squatting hmm. like third worlders. How but dare but they're you, right sir. and we're wrong. How dare you? It may be right, but if my friends start doing that, I'm going to have to mock them. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you have to. Yeah. yeah. You really don't have a choice. Um, not how did not squatting evolve? Was it the Victorians? Did they think it was in, undignified, or it, it caused a an unsightly crease in the trousers, or something <laughs> weird sexually? You know, it's too too something for the women, or something. Can imagine mm-hmm. that, right? I, I guess. Um, I don't know. It depends. If everybody's doing it, then what's the difference? Worst day for the stock market yesterday in decades. It has come back some today, which you don't want to follow the worst day in 30-some years with an even worse day. But luckily, that hasn't happened today, it doesn't look like. We'll be fine eventually. The uncoupling with China. Listen, the whole Chinese cocaine binge, economic cocaine binge, was, was good for the stock market and good for getting cheap crap if you like cheap crap. But we need to uncouple. We need to go more regional. Uh, manufacture stuff. Listen, if we can't afford to manufacture things in the U.S. because it would be prohibitively expensive, um, then then how about uh, Central America, Mexico? Maybe that's uh, brings Mexico up to the first world. Finally, He's getting this, a bunch of manufacturing. This might sound bad, but countries we can control. Well, right, with countries we can invade. Exactly. Well, I don't know if we need to invade them, but we can we can, we can control them. They have to do what we want them to do. Right. Uh, we can't do that with China. And obviously, we're not calling for, and therefore, we would flood their streams with mercury. No, I'm just saying. Eh. Yeah, but they need to think that that's on the table. Exactly. <laughs> a, mer- <laughs> we, a mercury attack? Yeah, we can't tell them that's off the table. Right. They need to, hey, what if they do the mercury thing? Right. Your foreign policy is amoral. <laughs> Trump has a... News conference today? Does that mean he's taking questions? Is the news conference the same as a press conference? Yes. Does that mean he's taking questions? Yes. So it's at 3 Eastern noon, West Coast time. He will be baited by the press. He is Donald Trump. He will take the bait. Oh, no. It is guaranteed to be entertaining on some level. Donald, listen, from a friend, send Dr. Fauci out. Send the good doctor out. We like when we talked to Sugar Ray Leonard, (laughs) the great boxer. And we interviewed him. The first question we asked him, he said, uh... How about you talk to my good friend, Dr. So-and-so, who then tried to sell some pills on the radio? Yeah, exactly. I think Trump should do the same thing. First question, oh, I'll let Dr. Fauci eyes. And then he just steps aside. Yeah. Well, it would probably be a good idea. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I expect it to be fireworks and entertaining. Oh, boy. Yeah. There's a hole in the show, and you know it's time to go. It's time for final thoughts on your feet. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. On your feet. <laughs> 
Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, pressing the buttons. He keeps us on the air. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, as far as this coronavirus, I'm going to change my life zero. I'm going to continue to wash my hands and feet in the sink, just like I always do. Exactly. Oh, boy. Positive. Sean, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, stock market with a little bit of a rebound today, but I still got my head on a swivel looking for bargains, because what are we doing in this house? We buy the dips. Buy the dips. Dip, dip, dip. Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? Part of celebrating my son's 10th birthday is taking a bunch of kids his age to a big bowling alley laser tag place full of people normally. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how crowded it is, how many people are changing their lives or not. Well, hand sanitizer is sold out all over America. You can make your own. I'll be uh, protecting myself by combining alcohol with golf this weekend. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy, etc. If you want to email us, you can do it anytime. Something we ought to be talking about, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Combining alcohol with golf to make hand sanitizer. Yes, indeed. And to create big fun. Are uh, golf courses having any effect? Uh, I doubt it. I don't Probably. think so. The, the restaurants might be a little bit. Oh, I reported earlier that my wife was on an inexplicably empty flight. Her connection, totally full. Well, that'll happen over time, I assume. They're not going to fly empty planes around. No, no. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little early to say, but I, I felt like it was fake news. I was suggesting that America's airports are abandoned, and uh, air travel's definitely weighed down, but it's not It's not gotten that far yet. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people uh, to thank, so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Get the podcast, the show on demand, one more thing, the extra large. You can reach out again, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of clicks and news and videos and fun stuff for you at the site. Oh, and I think the... Oh, and swag. you got to get your Armstrong and Getty swag. Give it to each other. I think the debate Sunday night is going to be a moment in time, so we'll have the highlights of that Monday morning. I think the Democratic Party is going to take a gunshot to the belly metaphorically Sunday night. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.